The following program is sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Home Street Bank Home Mortgage. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I am Reba Hass of Team Reba Remax Metro East Side, And I'm Eric Osnes from Home Street Bank. Yes, and it's another gorgeous day. We're getting that last little tinge of summer oh, coming last in. Final, final. I'm super excited. Shots it's of so summer gorgeous. here. Yes. Beautiful out. 75 degrees coming up here. Clear blue sky. I know. Oh, I actually I got like on that. our boat yesterday. Oh, nice. We, we finished getting our boat loan taken care of, and uh, then we decided we'd go out and get on the boat for a little while. Celebrate. So, yeah, yeah, we went to Dukes <laughs> and Lake Union. Oh, nice. That's always nice. Yeah, right? and timed how long it takes to get there. Mm-hmm. So that's a good thing for us to know so that if we tell somebody like, hey, we're going to get in the boat, we're going to go, or hey, let's get in the boat. So it's really, really important if you're trying to get there by happy hour, which we did not make. I was going to say, it takes a long <laughs> time getting through the cut there. Yeah, you yeah. Know, you gotta, if you, but we timed it. Now yeah. we know. Yeah. And we took the dog with us, so he was like chill, hanging out very on cool. the dock. You know, nice. it was good. It was oh, nice. That's it was a fun, nice. fun place. But uh, the beauties of living in the Northwest. Yes, yes. Well, apparently we have been infecting our friends a little bit because uh, we just found out also yesterday that another friend of ours just bought a boat. <laughs> so that whole thing of us doing the boat show last year has apparently started cascading. Into- yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome, James. Yes, I know. We're we're helping the local economy. That's right. That's yeah. right. Well, once you you know, we we have so much to see and explore out there, and and uh, even not that far from Seattle, there's some really cool stuff. Of course. Oh yeah. You know the San Juans and all the islands, mm-hmm. the South Sound. Heck, there's. But that's Blake. not where you were this weekend. No. You yeah, went up well, to the oyster run. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My brother and a bunch of friends, I jumped on our Harleys mm-hmm. and rode up to Anacortes, which yeah. is the 35th annual oyster run. Mm-hmm. So for 35 years, Anacortes, and, and uh, they must be nuts, but they host probably the largest motorcycle gathering in the Northwest. Mm-hmm. So, um, How many people show up? Is it like 20,000? At least. Uh, yeah. We were trying to figure that out. At least probably... Probably twenty twenty five thousand motorcycles were up there this weekend. That's a lot of leather. Uh, they closed the entire town, and uh, you, uh, cows eight, fear you. Eight or nine blocks uh, <laughs> packed, you know, packed with with bikes. Oh yeah, yeah I saw yeah. your video. What was it? You you were like, hey, you should look up my friends. They're realtors <laughs> up there. And I'm like, oh really? Yeah, they'll be riding be a Harley Davidson. Okay, like, oh. I didn't say that. You did yeah, that being yeah. a smart. They'll ass. be they'll be wearing the black leather. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> that, okay, that was your friends chiming in on that at that point on Facebook because uh, that was not me. I knew that would be a problem. But yeah. that's why I had to remind you that I believe you'd met them before. So I was like, you might recognize their faces even oh, sure. if they're underneath you know, some kind of a oh, sure. yeah, yeah, helmet yeah. No, or it's, it's always or um, whatever. That's, a, that's an amazing gathering, especially if you're interested at all in people watching. Uh, there's a, yeah. all sort of walks of life that will show up to an event like that. Oh, yes. And, you know, of course, us, uh, you know... Um, my uh, group of friends, there's about six of us that uh, uh, we, we say we're in a gang. 
you know, but uh, but really that's just because we don't pay any dues. If we paid dues, we'd be in a club, but we don't, so we must be a gang. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, what are you like? A, I can't say the name of the gang over the gang? air because that would be inappropriate. Ah, but, uh, yes. But you we see don't a, need a reminder of how our show went Saturday. Oh, yeah, you know, but, but <laughs> you, you look at the typical, uh, you know, biker, you know, and yeah. some of these guys, they got the beards, they're all scruffy and everything, and but if you ask them, you know, what do you do for the living? They're like, oh, I'm a CPA, you know. And, and I was, uh, yeah, I was going to say, it's kind of a poser fest. Oh, sometimes. It's a little bit. It's, just the, yeah. it's the what I wish I could be right. and what I wish I had in terms of freedom in my life. But well, it's not always hey, the other really day we're, fully we're, free. Well, the other day we're talking about cosplay. I mean, what's the difference? You know. Well, I, mean, I know. It's all it's yeah. all fun. Yeah. yeah, as long as people it get is. out it's there having fun. fun. And, and, I, and I will make you a... a, a, a you know, there's a saying uh, with with Harley riders, especially, is you don't see a lot of Harleys parked in front of a psychiatrist's office. That's some my of the husband best says that frequently. Yes, yeah, yes, right. he was a little jealous. He wished he'd been out on uh, his motorcycle, but you know, yeah, had to go boating instead. Poor baby. Well, no, he did that yesterday. Oh, that was yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Sunday we watched the game and hung out, and, uh, and then it. we also went down to Four Generals Brewing. They're very cool. Yeah, the same, the Hudspeth family Our that we had Ross. here on the show. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Ross and Mary and Mike, and I met their uh, daughter Emily now, so I've pretty much met the entire family Who has of the, the Hudspeths. the new uh, brewery and tasting room down in Renton in the yeah. old city hall? Yeah, the original city hall, not right. just the old city hall, Which but even the still original. has the jail room. It still has the jail it has cell. has the ladies' jail cell door still there, which is really, really cool. And uh, they actually just got a write-up in a Seattle Met Magazine as one of the top new breweries Excellent. in the area. Yeah, they do a good job. Yeah, yeah they do. Makes a... Yeah, very tasty. I was a big fan of the Scottish Red. There you go. On Sunday, especially as we watched the Seahawks, you know, beat Pummel. out the... Pummel. Yes, it was so awesome. Pummel, San Francisco. It was Francisco. a great game. That was beautiful. But uh, anyway, so... Do you want to do a little bit of update? We have we sure. have a guest for our listeners yes. who are out there. We want to let yes. you know we do have, as usual, a wonderful guest on today. And I'm just going to say hello to him real real quick, if I can spit Absolutely. it out. So Tim Burkhart from KHBB Law, you're here with us today. Yes. Thank you for having me. Yes, yes. absolutely. You and are our first attorney that we've had on, on the air. Yes. So... Um, I have a I have a whole thick stack of questions I'm going to ask you. And, no, they're uh, probably all lawyer. My jokes. first question. <laughs> Remember, I, you, you get what you pay for. Well, oh, that's right. That's right. That's like, yeah, that's like the the guy said, hey, you know, to his attorney for five hundred bucks, can I ask you two questions? And the attorney says, yeah, sure. What's your second question? Oh my gosh, that's so, a good one, actually. Right. You know, this is my second time on air. Yeah. Oh, I, it is. Yes. Yeah, so I'm already banned from public radio. So this is oh, pretty perfect. Oh, take care of commercial radio. Fantastic. There you go. Well, that's, Fantastic. That's okay. all. That's all good. What, what, what were you on for? KUOW. Their midday show. This would be about mm-hmm. six, seven years ago. Oh, yeah. okay. On were estate you... planning, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Well, once that's... I got over the fear of standing there in front of one of these things. Oh, sure. Ah, <laughs> um, yes. Well, you know, we try to say that this is very conversational. I'd be like, it's a little bit disturbing to have a microphone stuck in your face, but it's really like we're just having a conversation and sometimes we have callers who call in with questions. So good. anyone out there listening, if you happen to have estate planning questions, That's right. you might want to put this number down, 866 712 1300. Wow, and you didn't even cheat. You didn't look I down didn't at the cheat. number on the on the table there. I know, I have it memorized. Very good. You can also tweet us. So tweet us at Team Reba or you can tweet uh, me at Eric is my banker. And we're always available to answer questions and give you advice and information, mm-hmm. you know, kind of help with the uh, 
you know, the, the brain trust, uh, mm-hmm. every, I always mention every person's situation is a story problem these days. And so we kind of love helping to kind of crack those, those, uh, problems, solve those puzzles. So reach out to us if you have questions or if we can help you with, with, with information or resources. Yeah. But, yeah. uh, before we get into all the fun stuff about estate planning, because mm-hmm. most people don't think estate planning is necessarily fun. <laughs> I actually enjoy talking about it because I think there's so many interesting aspects around it. But That's right. um, and I, because we do look at things like story problems, I, I see estate planning kind of the same way. Right. So right. Uh, I find it fascinating. But um, you want to go through uh, market quick rate update? update? Yeah, absolutely. And in fact, I'm I'm kind of looking at my live, uh, you know, sort of ticker here of, of mortgage backed securities, and mm-hmm. this is about the um, the third day in a row we've had a pretty good day for interest rates. Okay, good. So uh, you know, it, we've been seesawing back and forth a little bit over the last several weeks. The Fed meeting uh, last week kind of went went our way. And uh, it's put a bit of downward pressure on interest rates. Right now, mortgage rates are pretty much close to a two-month low point oh, nice. uh, today. So okay. uh, timing is very good if you're, if you're out there thinking about um, you know, uh, refinancing or purchasing a home. Uh, today's conventional conforming 30-year fixed rate loan, if you're purchasing mm-hmm. a home, is 3.375%. <gasps> That's a nice one. 15-year fixed rates are down to 275 Ten-year fixed rate two point six two five, and uh, and jumbo thirty-year fixed rates. I checked one this morning. We're at three and a half percent for a thirty-year fixed rate jumbo loan, up to about nice. two million dollars. They're really nice. really good. You know, I was on this this run the other day. I ran into a friend of mine, and of course, what you know, we got talking banking, of course, and and, he, and this friend. Are you talking about on the oyster run you yeah, had this? Yeah, the oyster run. Okay. And this friend is at 5.125%. And I... Crikey, and why hasn't I he said, refied? I said, how long ago did you take that loan out? He goes, oh, 2007. Yeah, I was like, to say oh, oh my gosh. Uh, I go, you're eligible for a HARP loan. These things are going to be sunsetting here at the end of the year. Oh, yeah. You can still get these loans. You don't need an appraisal. Very easy to qualify for. And, uh, and, and you get, you get the rates, uh, you know, I, I looked at him, I said, I failed you as a friend. He goes, no, 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 no. I knew I needed to reach out and get that sorted Sometimes out. people but, just um, need a little nudge. They do. Yeah. They do. Are so harp only for non-jumbo loans? Uh, harp is for a loan. Yes. It'd be non-jumbo for it's any loan that's owned by Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac. And that was originated before May 30th of 2009. So the way you can find out if your loan is eligible is there's you you just go on to online, online and Google mm-hmm. is my loan owned by Fannie Mae and yeah. if it says no if, then you can say, is my loan owned yeah. by Freddie Mac and you can do a search based on yeah. your name and your address and uh, it's it'll the tell first you. and second thing that come up on Bing that's if you right start typing it oh in. yeah yeah it's it's a very very is my popular loan owned search. and boom it's that's already right. there <laughs> you know if, if you don't know how to type you could always call me or or, yeah. or get, you know tweet me at uh, Eric as my banker mm-hmm. and uh, always happy to look that up for you uh, so uh, these programs are still out there and and there are people still out there mm-hmm. eligible for them yeah so, so yeah. speaking of nudging though mm-hmm I need to mention something that yeah. is coming up that I'm going to be part of yeah. that is in early October. So it's not an open house with Team Reba event like we sometimes have, mm-hmm. but this is a brand new organization having their inaugural event here. It's a women's real estate networking event. Hmm. So it's called REN, W-R-E-N, mm-hmm. so Women's Real Estate Network. And we are doing our first meetup uh, on October 5th at 630 
It's going to be at the Revel Consulting Headquarters, located at 2226 Third Avenue in Seattle. It's on the corner of Third and Bell, basically. Mm -hmm. And it's going to run from 630 to 8 p.m. Mm -hmm. And uh, Deborah uh, Rezo, who is the gal who's kind of getting this launched for us, she's actually from California, but she's been doing this in California for a while. And they're taking it here to our marketplace. And she has a connection with a friend of mine, Elizabeth Embry, who is her own real estate investor, who's up to somewhere 40 plus units of her own with her and her husband. Mm. So she's been really going gangbusters Pretty in the busy investing realtor world. Right there, yeah. Well, she's she's not an agent. She's a investor owner. Oh, okay. And Got so it. she's been buying throughout the United States and uh, getting that coaching through the REN organization. So Deborah, who is helping launch this, is going to be up here, and Elizabeth's going to be part of it, and I'm going to be a speaker at the event as well, so people can contact me for more information or Excellent. look up Meetup. All right. Well, when we come back, we have Tim Burkhart. We're going to be talking about some, some trust issues, some legal issues. Mm -hmm. Stay tuned for more with Open House with Team Reba. If you'd like to call into the show, now's your chance. It's 866-712-1300. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Home Street Bank. And I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba. And with us, we have uh, guest Tim Burkhart. And, of KHBB uh, and Law. KHBB Law. And uh, Tim is here to talk about estate <laughs> issues, issues and trust my trust <laughs> issues. Do you have trust That's issues? Right. That's I right. I do. I have so, trust issues. <laughs> so, Tim, uh, what do you call an attorney with an IQ of 100? Don't know. Your Honor. What do you oh, call an no. attorney oh, no. with an IQ of 90? Senator. <laughs> oh, man. I should have denied you the ability I can do this do all it. day long. I know you could. <laughs> you found a website yeah. and you started printing these off immediately. So I have a better one. Do you yeah. know they're starting to use lawyers for lab experiments? Oh, no. They're more plentiful than white mice and the attendants don't get attached to them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. There you go. There you go. Oh, Wait, God. I got to write that down. Yeah. yeah. See, Excellent. he had one better than yours. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I well, love Tim, it. tell us tell us a little bit about your practice. Yeah. So I'm an estate and trust lawyer. And I guess, you know, when people hear estate planning, they think of the Rockefellers or maybe out here the Gates. But it's, it's not for the rich and famous. It's really for everybody. Mm -hmm. um, and all it is is sort of taking care of the possibility that you might not be able to make decisions for yourself. Mm -hmm. yeah. And putting a plan in place so someone can step in and take care of your finances and make health care decisions. And then also putting together a plan for what happens when you pass away. Sure. You know, how do your mm -hmm. assets, who do they go to, how do they get there? If you have minor children, who's going to mind them until their kids are old enough to, mm -hmm. to take care of them on their own? And that's, that's essentially estate planning. Right. Um, sure. What as, if you have major children? Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Said well, you children. can. There's, <laughs> there's, there's <laughs> issues with with adult children too, and that you know. Oh, that's true. In this day and age, there's you know there's, well, there's people like are concerned about divorces, home. and they're yeah. concerned about creditors, and sure. and there's things mm -hmm. you can do to to protect them, and then absolutely, you know, as, as the as the zeros in your bank account get you know get more plentiful, people some people need to worry about the estate tax. There's, yes. there's our state has one, and then the federal government has one. If you have a federal problem, you have an enviable problem. Mm -hmm. um, but the state is a little less generous than the feds, and there's things right. you can do to plan for that. But what, sure. what's the uh, 
What's the dollar amount? Is it, the last I remember is around two million. The state is the state is two million seventy nine thousand. Okay. Per person. What is arbitrary number? It's it's indexed to inflation. That's why it's a weird number. Okay. And the federal limit is five million four fifty this year. Mm-hmm. As I told my wife, we need a federal estate tax problem. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Stop buying right, stuff. Yeah, right. So I mean, the, the for for. 99.9% of the people in this country, they don't have a federal problem. Sure. How right. much are the, the estate taxes? So the, f- the Fed rate is a flat 40%, but mm-hmm. the state starts at 10% and then ratchets it up to 20% when you get above $9 million. Oh, So wow. you, you conceivably could be paying 60%. Well, the state, the state is – if you're paying That's, both – are the state tax is deducted on the federal okay. return. It turns out to be about 52%. Okay, is the is the kind of the maximum ooh, that you that yeah. you can hit. That's still a big chunk. So no. so 52% especially when you can you know there there's only I believe two states west of the Mississippi that have an estate tax, mm-hmm. right. Oregon and Washington. Yeah. Right. And let's say that um you know I, I I I'm just in my head I'm thinking about all these um political speeches and the one percenters and and all of that, but but really Let's say I own a small business, and 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 I pass on my kids inherit the business. What what, what impact is that going to? Let's say it's a it's a business that's worth you know three four million dollars, and you know my parents have spent their whole life building this business. They mm-hmm. put took all the risk, they took all the spent all the capital, they built this business. So now they're in a pickle, right? Uh, they're, they're, if they don't plan, they could be. Yeah, there are things you can do under current law that can you can transfer the business down. Even if you do no planning, you can if, – if the business is a large enough portion of your estate, you can spread out the tax payments. Okay. Um, uh, interest only, I believe, for five years and then another 10 years amortized. Okay. Um, um, but it, it can be a big hit. Um, what if there's not enough cash flow or enough, enough inability to, then, to pay that tax? Then you have a problem. Okay. Uh, now – You could be forced to sell the business. You then. could be, uh, although, you know – uh, you know, I have clients that are in that situation, and and the IRS, if if they think they can't sell it, they might wait wait you out, you okay, know, and and work out a different deal. They have some flexibility. Okay. Uh, okay, they're not usually in the, you know, they don't usually want to put people out of business. That's not their focus. Mm-hmm. They'd rather get their money somehow. And, well, what do you mean by wait you out? Well, the, in this case, the the you know, it's, it's an illiquid. It's, it's real estate. It's not producing mm-hmm. any income. They can't sell it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. And so the IRS said, well, we could levy and we could take it, and then we're in their position. Right. We mm-hmm. can't sell it. So maybe we're better Got off it. waiting and, mm-hmm. and seeing if at some point in the future they can sell it. In the Got meantime, it. though, are you – like if you don't pay your IRS regular taxes, are you getting hit with penalties and interest they, they, at the same time? Or? Um, well, there's, you know, there's, sort of, there's sort of forbearance. I'm not, I'm not an okay. you know, expert on, right. uh, on all of this. But okay. this is – the estate tax is a different world. Than, yeah. than income tax. It's a right. totally different system. And so. Got it. Got um, it. Yeah. He and just happened to ask a question I wasn't no, expecting. And that's him unusual. Because yeah. I was like, oh, okay. And that's a little I hadn't unusual. Really about that part. But it, that's the risk. If you do nothing, mm-hmm. um, hmm. I believe the, the owner of the Miami Dolphins lost the team or the family lost the team because they mm-hmm. didn't do any planning. Oh, right, wow. Right. Okay. Now, it's something that can really sneak up on you. And so, what are some mechanisms that a, that a person could, could use to prevent that risk or so, reduce it? Well, you could start making transfers during your lifetime. Okay, gifting. Gifts, yes. All right. And and interests in at least currently in privately held businesses, 
they're not valued at their at their percentage interest of the business. So I give you 10% of a privately held company, and let's say the company, if we sold it, is worth $5 million. Well, that 10% isn't worth 500000 because no one wants to own 10% in a privately held business. They have no control. They right. can't force a dividend, so they're okay. going to pay significantly less than, than that. Okay. And, and those discounts vary across the board, but 30%, 40% less, maybe that. And that's the same rule that applies when you value a gift. Now, okay. I have a caveat. I remember I said current law. The IRS okay. has proposed regulations that are trying to do away with a lot of these discounts, okay. these, what I called valuation discounts. And, um, and, and there's some real concern because the, 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 the example you bring up, they shouldn't be after people that have operating businesses that are trying to just pass them down from generation to generation mm-hmm. and that are employing people and it's mm-hmm. productive money. This is not you know, the trust fund. Right. Right. Um, and so hopefully there will be some exception for those type of entities. Um, but okay. I don't know. The, the relations, so this is brand new. Yeah. They were just proposed in August, and it's still a lot of uncertainty as to how broad they are, what they cover, what they don't. But is, if but if they could go into effect in, in January at the earliest. Is mm. there any other input that can come in? There will be hearings in or? December. There's lots of input, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. This so has how national would, attention. How would somebody uh, get engaged in that conversation? To, to say, hey, this I'm either in opposition to this, or how, w- how would someone um, do that? You have to you reach know? out to your senator. Well, yeah, you, you could reach out to your, your elected representative. I don't, mm-hmm. the, the, I don't know about access to the hearings. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. At least I don't Probably know off the hand. I could not, find an answer to that. Mm-hmm. Well, they should be public, mm-hmm. but okay. they're going to be in D.C. And so, right, right. Uh, and, there's a, and, you know, they, they may, you know, sort of, Quantify exactly. I, I think what they're after are the abusive transactions, but mm-hmm. again, that's not how the regulations read. They could be a lot broader sure. than that. So let's say that I want to gift a percentage of ownership of my business to to my kids. Mm-hmm. So how how would I go about setting that up? I'd meet with I'd meet with you, and are, you're going to structure a, a percentage each year, right? Because there's going to be a maximum amount that could be gifted before you end up with a gift tax. Well, it depends well. how. Big it is. If let's say that that the business is worth, you know, four million dollars, and mm-hmm. you own half, and your wife owns half. Okay. And let's say that's really your primary asset. Maybe yeah. you have a house. Well, you're well below the federal limit, so you could do a gift right now. You could give the whole mm-hmm. thing away. I so see. you'd file a federal gift tax return and report the gift, but okay. you're still well under your limits. Okay. So what's the current limit for a gift tax then? So, five million four fifty. So, so it is the five million four fifty. Same as an estate tax then. For feds, yes. For the federal reason, at the federal level. Right. Okay, now, the state does not have a gift tax. Right. Okay. So unlike ah. federal law, where if I make a big gift, I have less credit left when I die, it doesn't apply to the state. Okay. So so I make a – I'm sitting on my deathbed with $5 million, mm-hmm. and I write a $3 million check to my kids, and they cash it. Mm-hmm. I die with $2 million, and I don't even have to file a state-to-state tax return. Oh, interesting. Okay. That is very interesting. Wow. Now, but, but again, I have to be sure I'm dying or else I'm out $3 million. <laughs> right. well, of course, of course. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that, that'd be There's bad. that. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Now, well, uh, I don't know. If you, if you had been diagnosed with something that you knew you had a time limit or something like that, mm-hmm. I guess that would be... Yeah, if you have time, yeah, sure, sure. And and frankly, you know, like my husband, uh, even though he works for himself now, worked for family businesses before, and that was typically when a changeover at the company started to happen. 
because uh, one firm in particular, both the father and the grandfather, as they made shifts in the business, it was when both of them had been diagnosed with some severe medical issues. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's, I mean, I'm sitting here, you know, we laugh about it there for a second, but it, it's actually real. You know, right. that, that is commonly what happens. So, so Tim, just so I can kind of clarify, because in, in uh, I, of course, I work in mortgage lending, and, and we have a lot of the times parents that are gifting, you know, funds to kids to help them purchase a home. Now, in that situation, there's a gift limit of fourteen thousand dollars, I believe, right now per person. That okay, but so I, that's a separate the, the, issue. You can give anybody in the world fourteen thousand dollars a year, mm-hmm. and that doesn't count. It's okay. just it's a freebie. Got it. You can pay anyone's tuition of any amount directly, and that also doesn't count. And you can pay anyone's medical care directly. So I could give my son fourteen thousand dollars plus mm-hmm. pay his tuition to the UW, and that's all tax free as okay. long as I cut the check. So you to could the give UW. a gift to me today for fourteen thousand dollars. Yeah, and, okay. I wouldn't rush to cash that check. Here's how my name's spelled. I'm just uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, got it. Okay, so so how does that? Okay, and just so I understand it, so, how does that compare to the five thousand five million four hundred and fifty thousand? So let's say the kid needs a hundred thousand dollar down payment and doesn't feel like waiting, and and the parents say, well, you know, it'll be six years before we can transfer. Right. I mean, jointly they can give them tw- they can give right. twenty eight thousand, but sure, they can just make a gift of a hundred thousand. Twenty eight thousand will be tax free, and the other seventy two will go against their credit. I but, see. That's all. And so if their estate's not that big, it doesn't matter. Okay. So it's going to go against their credit. I mean, they're not having to pay taxes on that really at no, this point. It's no, just kinda... no. And if their estate, is, when they die, if, you know, if they're not anywhere near $5,450, we don't then care. we're all good unless they win the lottery tomorrow yeah, or something and that's like that. an enviable problem. There you go. All right. Yes, it is. Right. <laughs> Well, okay. uh, this is very interesting, and that's information I did not know, and I'm going to use that. I know. Now. I feel this like maybe really you should pay him a fee. It sounds like you're getting private. <laughs> when we come back, let's learn some more from Tim Burkhart on estate planning and trust issues. With Stay tuned house. for more with House with Open House with Team Reba. Got a question? Call it in. 866-712-1300. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I am Reba Haas from Team Reba. And I'm Eric Austin from Home Street Bank. Yes, and we are speaking with Tim Burkhart of KHBB Law. Thanks again for being here, Tim. You're welcome. And, Thanks uh, for having me. Yeah, glad to have you. I, I should probably mention to our listeners that part of the reason we chose you to come on the show is I've known you for 13 years. Long time. Just, I'm yeah, sorry. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's been horrible. But um, <laughs> no, I, I love you. So uh, we met when uh, I first got into the real estate world and uh, we you were firm. working at Garvey Schubert yeah, yeah. Uh, Law and, yeah. and I knew several of the folks who were working there because that was my law firm at the time. And uh, we started talking about estate planning for me way back when. Yeah. And that has morphed and changed over the years because uh, I wanted to make sure, like, I know you just got done. We were saying during the break that, you know, we want to talk about kind of the intro level of uh, people kind of thinking about estate planning. And the first thing out of your mouth was like, oh, yeah, usually it's when they have a kid. But I'm, I'm that unusual situation that I don't have children. 
You want some? But no, okay. I don't. <laughs> I got I got plenty right, of nieces, no. nephews, you know, grand nieces and nephews. I got plenty plenty of children in my life. But that was one of the things though that because I was never able to have kids, um, there was still a, I was in a, a a job basically that was also good income. Mm-hmm. And I had a house and I had a partner at the time and I was looking at, well, what's going to happen to my estate? Because frankly, at the time, if I were to have passed as a single person with no children, my estate would have gone to my parents. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily the direction that I wanted it to go because mm-hmm. I had you know, friends of mine with kids, nieces and nephews who I was thinking about and other types of things. So um, I wanted to make sure when we had you on the show today that we kind of talk about like kind of the introduction level that people, you know, kind of come to estate planning. Cause I'm always talking about it with my clients. Right. Cause I start as soon as they're buying homes because they mm-hmm. may not have a child yet, but they want, they should be thinking about it or maybe their circumstance of how they're buying and their family situation might, might be a, a good reason for us to discuss these kinds of things. So, um, all right. A couple, a couple of things. And, if you send your kid off to college, you should have them sign a power of attorney so you can step in and make financial and health care decisions just in case. I had my okay. son sign one when he, when he went off. Very good point. Um, uh-huh. You know, as, as you know, even after they turn 16, the doctors won't talk to you without their permission. True. <laughs> so, Actually, in right. the state of Washington, um, from a reproductive standpoint, the rights of the children start at the age of 14. Well, there you go. So so anyway, mm-hmm. that, that that you should do. But... Um, you're, you're right. If you if you don't do anything, the law that controls is they're called the intestacy statutes, which just means you died without a will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what they say is that if you if you die without a will and you're single mm-hmm. and you have no children, then it goes to your parents. Right. If they're not around, then it goes to siblings. Right. And so on. And and if you have a decent sized family, it'll stay there. If you mm-hmm. don't, it could end up with the state of Washington. Right. Got it. If you do have a spouse, then they get all the community property. And they'll get the separate property if there's if there are children they get half and the children get the other half if there's no children they get three quarters and then the other quarter goes to parents and siblings and, and right. so on. And it gets even more convoluted when you have blended families. Well, if they're not adopted, they're not heirs. They're not so mm-hmm. stepchildren are not heirs. They're, yeah, but I'm saying like if there's half siblings. Well, if they're related, yes, yeah, okay. that's different. Yeah, yeah. if they're if they're your yeah, it, that that does get more, and it also gets more complicated. Is is sort of planning for you know how do you take care of your your spouse, and also your maybe your children from a prior marriage, right? And things like that. So yeah. that so that definitely a reason to see an attorney and plan. But if you have a kid, you want to you know you want to do a will because you'd like to name the guardian just in case, right? Um, yeah, and you can and you can also name a guardian and a power of attorney now because it is possible you could be alive but unable to act as parent. And your will really okay. doesn't your will doesn't kick in until you die, and so right. the power of attorney can kick in right away. No, that and absolutely makes sense. Oh, well. You can also, in the power of attorney, name someone to make health care decisions for them if you're just not available, right? which is really important. Yeah. Well, I'm such a fan of the estate planning side of things, especially because, as, as you know, uh, my parents were hit by a drunk driver. And both of them, of course, in the car. A lot, and that's the thing is, like, I'll talk to people regularly, and they always think that, it's just going to happen to one spouse or the other, but they forget how mm-hmm. often they're traveling together, whether it's in a vehicle That's or right. a plane or whatever it might be, uh, or whole families, you know, together or portions of families, uh, you know, because cars are not as, you know, safe as 
planes, really. But, uh, you know, my parents got hit and I was my father's medical power of attorney. My sister was the financial power of attorney. And since our mother was injured very gravely as well, not as bad as my dad, you know, we were both driving and flying back to Kansas to go take care of family matters. And then, of course, we have two other siblings. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is something that for me was something that came up uh, as another conversation with some medical doctors that I know this year. My father had a do not resuscitate and it was not followed while he was in the hospital because a sibling started pushing against that. Mm -hmm. And I guess hospitals typically Mm -hmm. will tend to fault back to the, we're not going to follow the DNR, which was 100% what my father really wanted. Um, And he ended up suffering for many, many years in a nursing home with brain damage after that um, with my siblings and my mother not realizing the impact of what that was going to do to his life and his quality of life. So it was, it was a, it was a challenge, but you know, and then also as part of it, because it was a, a drunk driver who had very little insurance coverage, we had to, my sister had to sue my mother to maximize her underinsured motorist coverage oh, on mm-hmm. the policy. Mm-hmm. So these things can, I mean, I've got real world Mm-hmm. deep experience right, in this, right, right. in this realm. And so when people t- you know, tell me like, Oh, that, that, Oh, that happens to other people. I'm like, no, it doesn't. The, the healthcare <laughs> area is a tough one because mm-hmm. it is the brave healthcare provider that will, you know, follow a direction, yeah. you know, say, say one sibling is appointed as healthcare power of attorney. Mm-hmm. Legally, they have the right to make the call. Right. But if all the other siblings are yelling up and down saying no, yeah. they, you know, they may back off and say, get me a court order. And Right, and exactly. Brave, they, they, you sure. know, the court could, could say no, follow their direction. But again, it's a brave healthcare provider. They don't want to be in the middle of that. No, of course they don't. Yeah. But right. I mean, I, for me, I, at that moment when that was happening in our family, I do believe at one point that that's why my father had chosen me to be that person because mm-hmm. he knew that I would try and fight for that. Were you for there him. arguing for it? Or, or Yes. Oh, you were? Okay. Yeah, because I actually, uh, I knew other people who had had family members uh, severely impacted by brain damage. Mm-hmm. And I knew what my father's feelings were on that because a month prior to the accident, I'd been back for a knee replacement and we had been talking very specifically about his directives because I'd had to be there just in case as, as the backup. Right. So, um, I knew exactly how he felt about it. Um, you know, and you have to kind of change your mindset over time of like, you know, I, I I went through heart wrenching and I, you know, begged his forgiveness at one point in the nursing home of like, I hope you didn't feel like I failed you. Um, because he had some sense of himself still, but he was in a, a world of pain, uh, forever after that and never was the same person. So mm-hmm. when he did pass, my mom went through that dual grieving period, which is, you know, she lost my dad as who he was at the accident. And then she lost the shell of the person when he passed. Right. And so, you know, I use that sometimes as an example for people, but then, you know, there's the other side of like, we're talking about, you know, Hey, you've got kids. And I remember talking with you at one point, Um, talking about the whole guardianship because there's people who I think make assumptions that if something were to happen to them, maybe a family member would step in. But if things aren't really laid out, that may not be what happens, right? I I always tell clients that I think a durable power of attorney is the most important document that they have in their estate plan. I mean, your will is really important, Mm -hmm. but by the time it matters, you don't care anymore. 
Right. But right. you could care a lot if the wrong person is making decisions. Yes. And so this allows you to pick that person. Right. Um, and guardianship, sometimes it's a necessity. If the mm-hmm. family's at each other's throats, um, maybe that's the best choice is to have the court step in and say, no, this is who will mm-hmm. take charge. Um, also, well, in some cases, you may not want your family to be that guardian anyway. Some people sure. well, you don't can, have good And in a power of attorney, you can pick, you can name a guardian. Right. Too, right? Exactly. Uh, um so, you know, that's all. You can even have a pet guardian. Uh, yes. <laughs> you can have a pet trust now. Yes. Yes. Because right. well, you and I had to talk about that. I didn't have kids, but I had a bunch of animals. Right. And the idea was I was going to set money aside for mm-hmm. whoever was willing to take my animals yep. and then care for them. Because there's, there's a cost associated with that. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. So that yeah, was an I, important I've thing. I've owned pets. There is and Eric's cost. over here giving me this look like, I'm sorry, you what? I'm <laughs> just shaking my head. I'm I'm. Trying to picture Rusty the Golden Retriever writing checks, you know, right, right now. So, uh-huh. uh, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. he wouldn't write them. Someone else would write them for him. I know he would. He would happily <laughs> cash them though, and he he and get as many treats as possible. Like, that's the, right. The one thing I do want to mention: powers of attorney walk work fine if everybody's cooperating, including the person who's called the mm-hmm. principal who gives it. Uh-huh. But if they're not, if they're sort of you know out and about. Entering into, I mean, until they're declared incompetent, they can enter contracts. And sometimes the only way you can stop that, they either could be a financial danger mm-hmm. to themselves or maybe a physical danger, is, is you have to go to court. And, and, you know, the court can can appoint someone to care for them and okay. and, and take away their, if mm-hmm. necessary, their right to contract and sure. things like that. So they can't. And that's for the person who has the power of attorney? Person, the, the person who gives it. Oh, I, okay. I give you power of attorney. I'm called the principal. You're my agent. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and. And that works fine if I'm cooperating, if I'm allowing you okay. to act for me. But if I'm not, you know, if if the if the encyclopedia salesman knocks on the door and I order eight copies of it, mm-hmm. um, you know, that I'm free to contract. And right. so unless he has some reason to know I'm not, you know, I'm incapacitated. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. the, the power of attorney doesn't affect, you know, won't protect you. So I, I know we're going to have a break coming up here in a little bit. I, I actually want to set the stage for something, not because not I'm going to have you give them real specific advice, but I had a situation come up earlier this summer where someone reached out to me that they have a a grandparent, um, that is, has dementia is in a nursing home and her mother used to have the POA. And then because something happened to the lady and they needed to go through a lawsuit because like she fell in like a grocery store and they had to get some funds from, from the situation. Um, they then brought in, one of her siblings to be a POA as well. Well, now he's trying to force the sale of her home in West Seattle. And the family's like, wait a minute. No, we could rent this and have enough income to help pay for where she's staying. Like, why are you trying to force the issue of the home? And it's because his daughter became a real estate agent and they were going to claim some massive commission on the sale. (laughs) And it would be her first deal. And I was like, that's please called, go talk to an attorney right breach now. Breach of fiduciary duty. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And yeah. I was like, please go talk to an attorney right now. That's right. And speaking of attorneys, we're going to be talking more with Tim Burkhart when we come back after a brief break. Stay tuned for more from Open House with Team Reba. Open House has open phone lines. Give us a call at 866-712-1300.
Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Home Street Bank. And I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, REMAX Metro Eastside. Where every Tuesday at 3 o'clock, we bring on guests talking about real estate, finance. Today, we have mm-hmm. an attorney online talking about all kinds of uh, excellent, excellent issues. Thank you so much, Tim, for joining us. Tim Burkhardt of KHBB Law. Thank you for having me. If somebody has a question for you, Tim, how can they reach you? What's the best way? They can email me. would probably be the easiest. Okay. Uh, they're free to call. My, I think well, you have my give, us, give us the email. Uh, email is my first initial T, last name, B as in boy, U-R-K-A-R-T, at K-H-B-B-L-A-W dot com. Okay. So and my number is 206-382-4414. Got it. Excellent. Perfect. Well, thank you again so much for joining us. And we'll post those on the us. blog, too, after, yeah. after we have this recorded. Absolutely. Well, I've learned a lot today just even talking about the these gift fund limits and estate tax mm-hmm. limits, and uh, some of that's rather frightening. Uh, <laughs> most important is we, we really have to think about Especially, I, I worry personally about these, like these intergenerational transfers. These are not mm-hmm. wealthy people. These are hardworking people that have spent their whole life building up a business or something, and they really need to be protected. What about using trusts? You're, okay. you're involved in that. So how oh, can sure. that fit into the picture? So um, I guess I just want to say that, you know, e- even for the very wealthy, taxes usually do not drive their transactions. Mm-hmm. Sure. They're, they're a relevant factor, but but it's but that's not what drives it. In fact, I tell them, you tell me what you want to happen, and then I'll try to do it as with as low tax cost as possible. But the, the primary goal is getting mm-hmm. the property to where you want it to go and how you want it to get mm-hmm. there. Sure. Trusts are, um, all a trust is, is a legal entity that can hold title to property. It's okay. like a corporation. Mm-hmm. Boeing is a corporation. It can own things in the name of Boeing. It can have bank accounts and land. Well, so can a trust. And and Boeing is run by its officers, and a trust is run by a trustee. Um, depending on the kind of trust, you can be your own trustee if you want to. There's there's two basic types. Revocable means you can undo it, mm-hmm. and irrevocable, and they and they each have a different purpose. So, if you died and left property to your to minor kids, you would probably have it in an irrevocable trust with specific terms on how they how the money can be used for their benefit mm-hmm. and, and when they would 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 get it. Um, yeah, irrevocable trusts are are usually done to provide a way of managing assets while you're alive. Um, some people use them to avoid the probate system, which is the proceeding to administer the assets of a deceased person. Mm-hmm. In some states, that's a really big deal. It's not that big a deal in Washington, but it's not free, and so mm-hmm. some people try to avoid it. Um, and so those are the the two basic types. You can use a revocable trust sort of as your as your will. You'll still need a will because a trust is only effective as to assets to which it holds title. Mm-hmm. But the basic plan for how things go at your death could be handled right within the trust. Got it. And, Got and it. a married couple can do a joint trust, and um, and you can also do one just for yourself if you want to. Got it. And by putting a uh, let's say let's talk about real estate. So so we own property. We put it in a trust. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how what are our, our main benefits for that? So so there's um, putting putting property in trust is easy. You just deed it there. Mm-hmm. However, when you d- deed your residence to a trust, essentially the legal owner has changed. You're still the beneficial owner of it, mm-hmm. but the legal owner is now the trust, and often you have to update. Your title insurance policy yes. and your homeowner's insurance. insurance policy. That's right. Yeah. Well, several years ago, Washington enacted a new statute that allows for what are called transfer on death deeds. And the way they work is title, re- you sign the deed, it's recorded, 
and title remains in your name, or if it's a married couple in the name of you and the survivor of the, of the two of you. Okay. You do not have to update title insurance. You do not have to update homeowner's insurance. You're free to sell, refi, do whatever you want. But if when the survivor dies, they still own it, title transfers to the trust. So you avoid probate, but you don't have any of the other oh, wow. hassles okay. of, of having a trust own your, own your house. Now, oh. if you own real estate in another state, you want to put it in the trust because otherwise you could have to have a probate in that state. So let's mm-hmm. say you had a vacation home in Bend, Oregon. Mm-hmm. If you die with it in your mm-hmm. name, there's going to be a probate in Oregon to transfer title. Oh, got if it. You extra okay. expense, extra hassle. Oh, yeah. And that's Could true be... also of investment property because I have property in the Midwest. If it's in your name. Yeah, it is. is yes, you don't want okay. to hold it that way. So that okay. that property, you either, if it's investment property, you could either hold it in an LLC. I know. I did that a long oh. time ago. And then we got lazy right. and just didn't get it well, transferred and, in. And I'll warn people too, yeah. though, if, if you own investment property before you jump out and transfer it into an LLC, make sure that your lender will allow it. Most, oh, yeah. If there's yeah, a mortgage absolutely. on the property, you most likely cannot do that. So we have to be careful without about the, that, yeah. without the permission of the lender. And also, um, the, if, you're, if you're subject to the Washington estate tax, if real estate out, located outside of Washington is held in your name or held in the name of a revocable trust, it will not be considered part of your estate for tax purposes in Washington. Oh, good. If okay. it is held in an entity like an LLC, or, or a partnership or a mm-hmm. corporation or mm-hmm. S-Corp, it will be considered located in Washington and taxed here. I okay. see. If so. the Is that only if the LLC is registered in Washington? No, you die. Matter? You die. Own, it's, it's considered like personal property. It's like I own stock. If I own stock in GM. Oh, you know, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Uh, it's, it's taxed here. Oh, they don't. Yeah. yeah. So but I, if you own property elsewhere and say like in my situation i have property that's in my name but i might have to deal with probate in Kansas. back there right and okay yeah. right and there I that mean, makes no sense whatsoever uh oh, not really well <laughs> it's interesting the, the difference is 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 if you compare it to stock you know your, your shares of gm are, are located where you are for tax purposes right right, right. but real estate is located where Technically, where, where it is. Location, yeah. location, location. Exactly, right. <laughs> right. I see. I and see. when it's in an entity, what you own is an interest in that entity, not in right. the underlying asset so much. I got it. I got it. So I, it's like shares of stock. and so that's, Interesting. Uh, so, so, Tim, what's the number one thing that a person listening to the show should be thinking about today, like right now? What's the, the riskiest thing? They, let's say we're under the, you know, the, the Washington State Limited two million seventy nine thousand dollars. Have they have they done any planning? Do they have even the basic documents? There's a lot of people mm-hmm. out there who don't have anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of people starting to use a lot of online legal sources. So, what, what's your take on that? My 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 standard response is it is not hard to create a valid will. It, it's actually quite easy. Mm-hmm. What's hard is to create an appropriate one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people. What, what they're paying me for is not the piece of paper. It's the fact that I do this for a living. It's all I do, mm-hmm. and 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 I sort of know the questions to ask. For yeah. instance, people assume they're going to outlive their children. Well, I can assure you yeah. that's not always the case, unfortunately. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and they and they make assumptions about things. Um, yeah, I have seen online wills where the same asset is given away several times in the same document. Oh, um, or the will has two residuary clauses, which is the final clause that says everything goes here. Well, mm-hmm. you know, 
one is good, two is not good. <laughs> um, and they just don't because, and I'm not picking on people. They just, yeah. they don't think of these well, they things. Don't, they don't know. They, they start having a thought about it and they start working on it. And, and frequently, you know, I, I'll even say like my parents were some pretty sharp people, but one of the things that they did that um, ham, kind of hamstrung us when they had their accident was they notarized their own POAs. Yeah, that's a problem. And that yeah. is a massive problem. And people don't right. know what they don't yeah. know. And so it's, it, you know, they think they're saving money sometimes by doing these things, but they actually oftentimes create bigger problems and sometimes bigger financial headache. Right. One, one of my favorite clients is an aircraft engineer. And many years ago, he brought me in a trust that he did himself. And I looked at it for a while, and I told him, I said, I'm going to make a deal with you. I promise you I will never design an airplane if you promise me you'll never draft your own trust. <laughs> I love it. And, yeah. and just go. recently yes. he reminded me of that conversation. <laughs> he said, I've kept my end of the bargain. Yeah, that's good. How about you, Tim? Right. Well, I look at it this way. I don't do my own electrical work. Yeah. I don't do heavy-duty plumbing in my house because I want to live there. And exactly. so this is an area sure. where it's worth it to spend a little money and get good advice. That's yeah. that's my Most view. I, well, and that's – you know what? That's a great point because one of the things that is also shocking to people when I talk to them about this is that they also don't realize that a lot of times this is not like the – like my my regular real estate attorney is like I think 325 bucks an hour. And people think that that's how these – things get charged and they don't necessarily, right? Mm -hmm. Aren't there a lot of like flat fee mm -hmm. situations? Yeah, right. right. Exactly. And they're very reasonable in terms of cost for what, yeah. for what's getting done. It's totally worth going through it all. Especially given the ramifications of doing it wrong. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Definitely. It's Absolutely. Like, it's, it's like your business. You know, yes. I can sell my house on my own, but I could be leaving a ton of money on the table. Absolutely. 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 Well, Tim, we're sure glad you joined us today. Oh, and, and I have a, I have a story for that next week, too. Oh, good, good, good. Well, thank you, Tim Burkhardt of KHBB. And Ma. thank you, Reba. Thank mm -hmm. you all for listening. Join us next week, every Tuesday at 3 o'clock for Open House with Team Reba. Have a great rest of the week, great rest of the week everyone. Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at re slash max metro east side on facebook or email info at teamreba.com join us again next tuesday at three for more open house with team reba here on business radio 1300 kkol program sponsored by team reba of remax metro east side and eric osnes of home street bank home mortgage